When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone's having a great week. Here it is Thursday. God, it's hard to believe we're 10 days into June. Welcome, everybody. Hope everyone is having a great week, the Sustainable Success way. If you are new to Sustainable Success, obviously, you found us here at the Voice American Influencers channel. We also encourage you to check out us at Facebook and like us and follow us there as well at Sustainable Success 2017. Here at Voice American Influencers Channel with Sustainable Success and at our Facebook page, we have uh, playbacks of many of the great guests that we've had on over the years where you can get a ton of insight and wisdom and experience from these experts sharing their words of, of knowledge and encouragement to help you scale your business and personal lives to the next level. Feel free to check us out also on Apple Podcast and Spotify. And again, we encourage you to follow us here at Voice American Influencers Channel and on our Facebook page at 2017, Sustainable Success 2017. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a social media community platform designed to bring together uh, you know, alumni, also people that were in fraternities, sororities, or perhaps you worked in a business in the past that is out of business, but you want to kind of rekindle some old relationships perhaps meet some people you've never met before. This is going to be a unique platform, bringing people together with similar interests and the ability to not only talk to one another, but to have online and offline events and ways to share different types of content and information. And perhaps you may land your next job or job or or business partner from this particular source. Check them out at myalumnidirect.com. That's myalumnidirect.com. Direct.com. In addition, the Della Leaders Club will be launching their new platform, DellaLeaders.com, that will be uh, launching here uh, July, or it's going to be June 12th, actually. So it's actually right around the corner here. So again, this is going to be a platform that will be bringing together leaders from around the world, sharing their, uh, their words of wisdom and expertise, and also a great platform to check out. Feel free to check back with us here for more information. We'd be glad to provide that for you. We have a great show today, and we're going to be talking about leading and self-managing through adverse, ambiguous times. You know, in our fast-paced, high-tech, ever-evolving world, the speed of change and decision-making is getting faster, the level of competition fiercer, and adversity and ambiguity is striking harder than ever. At this is the current and the future state of our world. It's imperative that as people that we stay level-headed and focused to effectively function at an optimal capacity. The ability to stabilize influence in the world of constant disruption can provide a true competitive advantage and determine the long-term success of any individual and company. And we have a a great leader, I can tell you right now, that's going to be sharing a lot of insights. So for those that are listening live, please have your notebooks out to take notes uh, you could also listen to this show in its entirety here later today at the Voice American Influencers Channel. Uh, we're going to be talking with Steve Gavatorta, and Steve is the owner of Steve Gavatorta Group, specializing in empowering individuals and organizations in identifying, developing, and exceeding performance goals. Steve has had the privilege of coaching and training thousands 
of high performers across an array of industries, from small businesses on the move to Fortune 500 companies. He collaborates with organizations to build foundations, set goals, and eclipse their highest potential. Steve is a certified professional behavioral analyst and a certified professional values analyst, a certified Meyer Briggs practitioner, and accredited to coach and train for emotional intelligence. He is a two-time published author, and his new book, In Defense of Adversity, Turn Your Toughest Challenges into Your Greatest Success, won Richter Publishing's Amazon Bestseller Award for 2018. So without further ado, we welcome Steve Gavitorta to the show. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm well, Chris. How about yourself? Doing great. I am so happy to be here. I, I, you know, I've always, I've been following you now for, you know, just about a year and a little over a year now when we first connected back last year. And I remember you were saying, Chris, you know, know, I'd love to do your show. And I said, absolutely. We got to get you on the show. But we were booked out for, oh my God, we were already booked out a year. So here we are a year later and you're here and I've been waiting for you to be on the show, so we are so happy that you're here. We've been uh, we've been through some challenging times here this past year, a little over a year and almost. Well, I don't know if it's a year and a half yet, but at least Close. fourteen or fifteen months now. Oh. And you know, you know, talking about you know leadership and self managing through these times. Can you just talk a little bit about you know this particular situation that we've all been through as individuals and businesses? And what is the good that we could have, we can be, we've learned or can learn or have learned from this situation? Well, a couple of things. A great, your great uh, kickoff, Chris. Uh, you know, as, as you opened up, even before this whole COVID dynamic hit, I stated that we are in a fast paced, high tech, ever evolving world. Change is hitting us faster, ambiguity, adversity striking deeper, and the speed at which we need to make decisions is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And I think, you know, even before this whole COVID thing, this is the new way of the world. And our ability to uh, look at these obstacles and not just uh, to, to over, not just um, overcome them, but learn valuable lessons is going to be key to our future success. So I think the greatest lesson, there, there are several lessons I'll share um, the, the overarching point and the two lessons I learned as well too this past year. But number one is, that adversity is placed in our lives for a reason and and that through our adverse times, our difficulties, we can actually become stronger. We can actually gain competitive advantages. So I I, I try to take what has happened. I try to talk to my customers, clients about what has happened, what is happening and, and take the nuggets of what can we learn? How can we use this time to make us stronger? That's the overarching point. And it ties into this topic and my book, the second part of that is my personal lessons, be honest with you, were the, all the worry that I had about a year ago uh, was all a waste of time. I'm actually at a better place right now than I was a year ago. So all that worry was useless um, that I had earlier last year. I've learned that lesson to, to really focus on eliminating that worry, which I've talked about in the past. Uh, but, and then the third part of that is to really step back and enjoy each day. So the COVID ter- taught me to, again, um, uh, enjoy each day, uh, stop the worrying and the overarching messages through the ad- our adverse times is an opportunity for us to grow. That's why it's placed in our lives. If we look at adversity difficulties in that light. It's so true, Steve. I mean, one of the things I, you know, and what you just said was so spot on. I mean, think about like 
do we really grow and become more innovative and expand and all those words that are signify growth if we if everything were going well no that's right it's through it's through the, that adversity through that pressure so in, i guess what instead of avoiding the pressure or trying to go around it we we embrace it we look at it happening for us not to us and you mentioned something about worry that struck me because I was I was the king warrior back in the day, many years ago. I worried about <laughs> yeah. everything. And then I realized, wow, I'm worrying because I'm always getting caught up in the things I can't control. And that's what a perfectionist right. does. And now when that's I right. shifted away from perfectionism, I shift, you know, I became it was all about harmony. It was then I had the ability to just focus on what I control. So speak, speak to that. Cause I mean, so many people get caught up in what they can't control, even businesses. Not and, and not focusing on what they can. Yeah, and I, again, I think it's about uh, the task at hand. You know, what what's in front of us right now? There's an old uh, yoga saying, or maybe it's not just the yoga saying that if you're depressed, you're stuck in a past. If you're anxious, you're in the future. If you're at peace, you're in the present moment. And I have to say, stick with the task at hand. Look at look where you are in the present moment. Be totally present. Uh, deal with the things you can handle that are in there within your control in dealing with in that particular moment. I uh, I have a podcast myself, and I interviewed a, a UFC fighter. He's a uh, he's actually fighting this week. He's a, a middleweight contender, and I was talking about his preparation for this week's fight. And he said, "It is all about being in the present. I'm going to enjoy today. I'm not worried about next week or this this coming weekend. Or no, yes, it's uh, this coming weekend. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about. It. I'm going to be in the present and focus on my weight cut. I'm going to focus on my camp. I'm going to focus on my travel to Vegas. I'm not going to even think about, uh, you know, uh, being the, uh, you know, being in that cage until it's the right time. So it's about being present, focusing on what yeah. is happening now and what you can control now because." What happened in the past, you can't do anything about it unless you're willing to learn a lesson from it that can bode well for, for the present and the future. But also, um, you know, don't worry about the future things because you have no control of what's happening down the pike except for what you are doing today, which can in turn uh, control what's going to happen down the pike. Yeah, it is so true. So, so true. And it's and, and we have to learn through these lessons. And, you know, so when you look at you look at these ambiguous times, this adversity that we've been through and, and, you know, some of the people at, you know, had personal stuff on top of this. Some businesses mm-hmm. were, you know, in a, in a much difficult position than others, but they, but it's, it's, it's how we think, right? Wait, can you talk about, I mean, that's a hard thing to con, you know, for people to conceptualize, especially companies and like, how do people think? Because it, because if we're yeah. not thinking a certain way, then how can we be to become to do to have these different results? I don't know if you, Steve, you yeah, can speak I, to that. Sure, sure. And I'll go back to how our brain functions and ensuring that our thoughts are based in rational thinking rather than emotional yeah. thinking. Um, I talk about this in my book, In Defensive Adversity. Uh, but there's two important parts of the brain people need to know. Uh, the first part is uh, called the limbic system. Our limbic system is also known as our emotional brain. It is what we are born with. And the, limb- the limbic system does not grow, transform, and e- or evolve through time. When we, an adverse situation strikes or when we're potentially stressed or we're dealing with change, 
if we're stuck in that emotional limbic state, our response to that event or person is going to be emotional, freeze, fight, or flight. So as you can imagine, trying to deal with a problem, trying to deal with a situation, trying to make a good decision um, is not going to be optimized when we're in freeze, fight, or flight mode. Yeah. Uh, the limbic system was great when we were babies, when we were hungry, we cried. Our parents knew to feed us. When we were cavemen and women, uh, when a dinosaur came, we knew to run. That was our limbic system in place. Uh, the problem is we're not babies anymore, nor are we are cavemen or women. So the point is to make wise decisions. We do not, we, we want to function in a rational part of our brain. And that is the second part of our brain called the cortex. The cortex known as our rational brain, that's where reason and logic lie. That's where we can think, uh, think logically. That's where we can draw lessons from life experiences. The cortex does grow, transform, and evolve through time, through our learnings and life learnings, both good and I think especially bad. That's where I state that we can learn lessons uh, from our adverse situations as well, too. We build our cortex through our education system, reading, writing, arithmetic. We grow our cortex through our training and development. That's why I'm such a proponent of training and development, because training and development teaches us basic skills on how to succeed in a given job, a sales role or a leadership role or a team dynamic. So through life experiences, through training, through um, our life experiences, we can evolve our, our cortex, our rational thinking brain. And again, that is where we want to be functioning every day, especially during adverse times, because when we are thinking, when we are uh, of, of functioning in that rational part of the brain, we are going to make wise decisions. We are going to be able to solve problems. We are going to be able to think creatively. And we're going to be able to think out of the box better than that competitor or that other person who may be stuck in that freeze, flight, or fight mode. Does, does that make sense? Uh, totally does. And you explained it very well when you talked about the different uh, you know, states of mind, you know, like, you know, with the limbic and, and, and then the uh, cortex and so on. And, you know, a lot of times I, and, and you, and, and even though people don't have to know the actual names of each, but just understanding what each, what that role and how they process information and so on was so illustrative and, and so important, you know, I want to get more into this, Steve, on the, in the second part, because we, we have about less than two minutes to the break but if you could summarize just a, again, some of the things that you just stated, just to kind of, you know, so we can go into that next level, talking about how, you know, when we're, when we're in these, these difficult situations that, you know, that again, be, that it's, it has to be very important that we are being rational in how we make decisions, how we take risks and, and follow through. If you can kind of summarize that real fast, that would be fabulous. Yeah, so the more I understand myself, uh, uh, raising my emotional intelligence, so to speak, the more I can understand about myself and know those potential things, things or people, situations, events, or people who can push me into that emotional state of freeze, fight, or flight, and what it feels like, or am I freezer, fight, or flighter? the better I'm going to be able to self-manage. I talk a lot yeah. in my book and in my work about raising your emotional intelligence. 
Uh, a lot of people know what IQ is, is your intelligence quotient. EQ yeah. is your emotional quotient. So how, then uh, there's three attributes I talk about with that. The first two I think are most important. One is intrapersonal skills. That is self-knowledge. Yeah. The, how, how Understanding how you behave, how you communicate, how you deal with change, risk, conflict, how you're motivated, and how you deal with adversity. Because the more I can understand that or people can understand that about themselves, the more self-aware they are going to be. And that self-awareness allows you to become more familiar with how you're going to respond under duress. No, I, I love I, I love that. And we got to go to break, Steve, but th- I want to le- okay. I want to leave off right there be- when we come back after the break with that, because that is just going to set the stage for everything that you're going to be talking about uh, from here. Again, you're listening to Steve Gattatorta. We're talking about uh, leading and self-managing through adverse and ambiguous times. We have to go to break, but we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us, we are talking about leading and self-managing through adverse, ambiguous times. We're here with Steve Gavitorto. Again, he is the owner of Steve Gavitorto Group. They specialize in empowering individuals and organizations to identify, develop, and exceed their performance goals. Steve also has a new book or has a book out that's been out and he's going to be sharing some more information later about that. So where you could get uh, not only his book, but get, you know, be able to reach out and contact him directly. Steve, we had left off. You were, you just clearly did a great job of illustrating the whole process, how we go, you know, process situations, thoughts, and so on uh, in our minds. And, you know, when, especially when it comes to, you know, making decisions or, or very difficult decisions during tough times. Can you talk about how this helps to, you know, evolve our EQ? You know, a lot of times yeah. in companies, we, we, we put a lot of emphasis on an intellectual intelligence, but 
not as many people really focus on the emotional side and talk about why, you know, how we can evolve more into that and what, what, how that really plays an important role. And not only in a, in a company, this could be anything in life, but just in general, if you could cover that, that would be fabulous. Absolutely. And I'd take, I, I would take a high EQ person any day over a high IQ person, to be honest with you. No, 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 let's go this route. Let's go this route. High EQ and IQ is the best combination. Yeah. Let's put it that yeah. way. But, you know, if, for people who have not heard EQ before, just look at IQ. Look, let's look at it this way. I can be the smartest person in the world, a Harvard ed grad, master's degree, you know, the smartest person in the room. And if I'm leading an, orga- an organization and I'm prone to having a short fuse, I'm prone to anger, um, I'm no longer productive because I, I tend to get, I can be the smartest person in the world, but if I'm, I'm oblivious to my anger issues or my shutting down issues, whatever that might be, I'm no longer effective. If I can, if I irritate my colleagues, if I irritate my, 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 uh, my teammates, the people reporting to me, if I'm short with them, if I don't understand how to mo- motivate them, I am no longer successful. So again, I can be the smartest person in the world, but if I am unable to understand myself and connect with others, that intelligence is going to most likely go nowhere because I'm not going to make good decisions. I'm, I'm not going to have a team that wants to support and back me. So going back into emotional intelligence, it is that awareness of, of myself, awareness of those people to whom I'm leading and how those people are going to function under duress, their adaptability. Uh, to get, so, so the three parts to EQ is intrapersonal skills, which I discussed prior, understanding our own behavior, communication style, how we deal change, risk, and conflict, all those attributes. Again, the more I can understand that myself, the better I'm going to be able to self-manage. Secondarily, the second part of that is interpersonal skills. Understanding those same dynamics, behavior, communication, motivation, uh, ability to deal with change, risk, and conflict, and adversity in other people whom I'm leading. So if I understand myself, I can understand them. I am going to be able to communicate effectively, motivate effectively, and get the best out of my respective team. And that leads to the third piece, adaptability. So EQ consists of three parts, intrapersonal skills, interpersonal skills, and adaptability. So my ability to know myself, know the people I'm engaging with, if they're internal or external customers, and knowledge of how we're going to function under duress is going to drive my success in making, again, great decisions, uh, thinking out of the box and all that good stuff. I'll give you a great example. I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, or know who Pat Summit was. Oh, yeah. Pat That's, Summit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of the greatest coaches, uh, actually the greatest uh, women's basketball coach in, in college basketball. She was uh, head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers, known as a great leader, motivator, had championship teams. And also, uh, her players were greatly, very much successful after school, too. I've seen her speak several times. She has since passed, but um, tremendous speaker. And she told a great story that I think encompasses emotional intelligence that she had. Um, They were playing a national championship game against their rival. I think it was Connecticut. Um, Tennessee's down one point with three seconds left. They have the ball on the Connecticut side of the court. So... Pat Summit calls a timeout to set up the last play. So that year, she had an All-American point guard, maybe her highest scoring point guard ever. 
so Pat sets up a play, calls a play. It's going to this point guard. She looks up. The point guard, I forget her name, looks straight down at the ground, looks at her shoelaces, and starts looking at the other direction. Pat Summit immediately changed the play, and Tennessee ended up winning the game because they gave it to another player. The point of that story is Pat Summit was a leader with great high, with high EQ. She understood herself. She understood her team, each individually, and how they were going to respond under pressure situations. And she had the wherewithal to notice that that particular player was in an emotional state of freeze, fight, or flight. You know, that looking down at her shoelaces, not making eye contact, told Pat Summit, this player did not want the ball. And that hence she gave it to someone else who was prepared. So I think that, I hope that's a real world story that encompasses everything. Yeah, powerful everything for you that you that was a great i love sports analogies number one and i think yeah. a lot of our our listeners love this i mean you it, it, it's like you described like what an interdependent environment is like you know it, it, where you understand your role and duty in in in, in any situation in this case this was on in the, the basketball court and then you also understand to the best of your ability the uh, your teammates' role and duty. Your commu- the communication was very specific, concise, clear. It wasn't based on assumption and speculation. And you, what you talked about adaptability in that situation in a split second or maybe two seconds, whatever it was, that they were able to adapt to go from that one player that was supposed to get the ball to shoot and they ended up going to the other player that that you know hit it at the buzzer to win the game. It, it's... That's right. It's so true. I love how you illustrated that, Steve. And 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 interdependency is something that oftentimes people, you know, because you mentioned the interpersonal, interpersonal, and all, and the adaptability. Can you talk about the adaptability a little bit more? I, I love that because, and I think the listeners will appreciate this, is that a lot of times people get focused on one thing that they know. Maybe they know their outcome. Maybe perhaps they know the reasons why. But then they take the action, but they're fixated on one way to get there. They're not, they're, they're not able to adapt to something that might derail them temporarily. Can you talk about the import, that, that, again, the importance of adaptability? Yeah, you know, I think anybody, it's, it's just, again, we're in this, as I said, fast-paced, high-ticker, revolving world. Um, change is hitting us faster. Adversity striking deeper. We can't, we have to start looking at new ways to doing things and handling things differently, being willing to flex and, and, and try to do things differently. So that point of adapting. What I do a lot with my clients is to help, pe- to help my uh, clients, whether they're individual leaders or, or team members or they're functioning as a group, uh, to help them raise their emotional intelligence and understand how they uh, what's their propensity to accept change or, or be able to f- be flexible and adapt? I run, I'll use various behavioral assessment surveys to help the leaders understand their respective behavior style, the team members understand their style, and then how, based on their behavior styles, are they going to function as a team under certain situations? So I, there, there's many good behavior or, or, or personality assessments out there, Myers-Briggs, DISC, social styles, uh, strength finders, a ton of them. I use DISC, basically. DISC 
is an acronym. I'm not sure if you're familiar with DISC, but DISC is an acronym for four base behavior styles. D stands for dominance. I stands for influence. S stands for steadiness. C stands for compliance. And each of these styles have attributes associated with it. Uh, again, how does that style communicate? How does that style deal change risk and conflict? How is that style motivated? How does that style deal with adversity? So what I will do, I'll run this assessment on leaders and their teams to help them understand their styles so they can in turn look at their strengths, their opportunity areas, know how to communicate with each other, know how to motivate each other, and also know how they are going to deal with change, adversity, or ambiguity. These four DISC styles all deal with change differently. Uh, All these four DISC styles make decisions differently. So it's incumbent that the leaders of these teams and the teams in general understand their styles so once again, they can raise their awareness of each other and how they're going to function as a team. So if I know, if I'm leading a change initiative in an organization, and most of my teammates are uh, steadiness and compliance styles, styles that do not like change, I know that I, as a leader, I've got to help them feel comfortable with making that change, help them understand why this change is important. And that's where that adaptability comes in, that the way we adapt, the way we deal change, ambiguity is different. Um, we need to know that about ourselves to be able to be more adaptive when the time's right. And we need to know that about our teams to help push them along and be more adaptive under various situations as well. Yeah, so true. You explained that so, so well. And uh, can you, you know, what I would, if you can, Steve, because I, I, we have people that listen here that run, you know, they run businesses. We have people that work in companies and, and so on. Can you talk about, like, again, how an organization can begin to maybe, you know, adapt EQ into this process? Like something, again, where, where does it start? Especially if we have somebody that's just, you know, they just, they've heard of it, but they really haven't put it out there to their, to their business, their staff yet. Uh, what yeah. would be, what would be some of the things you, suge- you suggest to make yeah, the first thing is. Yeah, the first thing is to understand what emotional intelligence is and why it's so important to the success of an organization. Again, if we're in this crazy uh, you know, world we're in now, we have to be operating at high EQ <laughs> because intelligence alone isn't going to solve the problem. We have to be able to have, uh, have smart people, but people who are adaptive, flexible, are self-aware. So number one is embracing the philosophy of emotional intelligence. Secondly, is provide the folks with a tool to help them raise their emotional intelligence. I'd highly recommend organizations that they've not run behavioral-based surveys, find a great survey. Again, there's a ton of them out there. DISC is one of my favorites I'm certified in. Myers-Briggs is one of my favorites I'm certified in. There's others out there as well, too. But run these assessments on your, on your team, and that will help give you a gauge. It's a great self-awareness tool to help leaders and team members understand their styles, how they're motivated again, how they deal with change, risk, and conflict, and then teach them the importance of that, and then how, based on their styles, 
Will they be able to deal with change? Will they be able to deal with ambiguity and then build action plans to help push this change, help uh, us be successful under ambiguous times? Without that self-knowledge, it's going to be very hard to understand how we are going to respond as a team with everyday situations, let alone adverse situations. Um, Vince Lombardi, and now that you like sports uh, metaphors or analogies, Vince Lombardi had a great quote. One of the greatest co- uh, leaders, coaches ever, great leader, great communicator, made a, a, a statement that um, uh, the key to his success was that he had to learn to motivate and communicate with 40 men uh, 40 different ways. So he knew he couldn't treat all his players the same. Some people he could be harsh with. Some people he had to nurture. Some people he could kick off the field. They'd come back and want to try harder. Other people he had to critique in private. So that knowledge helped him better communicate and lead them. But he, with that said, he, very much like Pat Summit, he also knew how they were going to respond under duress, how they were going to respond under stress, what things stressed them, what things threw them off. Who was it? Who embraced change? Who didn't? So that knowledge for the leaders, that knowledge for each team member is imperative in helping them uh, move forward during these crazy times we're in. It's, it's individual self-knowledge and team self-knowledge and taking that and, and, and playing with it with real world situations that that company or that particular department's facing in that moment, because that raises our awareness of our styles how we're going to respond to this situation, and now what do we need to go forward to get through that through that situation and move forward? Mm, wow, you just uh, great drove that home really, really well. Yeah, I mean EQ is is so so important. We got about less than a minute, Steve, to the break, so I didn't want to segue into something else until after the break. But if you just want to kind of just real quick, if you could summarize that that in just in about thirty seconds what you talked about in this second segment, just to really drive this, this point home about EQ. Yeah. I, again, I think we, we were probably the fourth time you and I are said this crazy world we're in. Um, but despite the, despite the COVID thing, again, fast paced, high tech, revolving world, we have multiple generations in the workplace. Now uh, things are moving faster than ever. Decisions need to make be made faster uh, rather than l- with less time. People need to be highly aware of themselves and their teams in order to be effective in this crazy world. The more self-awareness we can have, the more understanding of how our team is going to operate under adversity, under change, the more successful we're going to be. That's really the whole point. It's really driving that uh, individual and team self-awareness. Wow. Self-awareness, everybody. Write that down. And again, go back and listen to this show in its entirety to go over. This is some golden information that Steve is laying out for everyone here and those that will be listening later. We have to go to break. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a social media platform uh, designed to help bring together people that went to your school. Also, any fraternities, sororities, or businesses now no longer in business a great way to reconnect and meet new people that you've never met before where you have shared values and common interest. Again, check them out at myalumnidirect.com. They also offer a wide array of different affinity programs that are available to members. So again, feel free to check them out at myalumnidirect.com. Steve, you have just laid out so much great information here You know about leading and self-managing through adverse and ambiguous times. This is not going to be the last time we're going to be faced with uncertainty. There's more uncertainty than ever. Okay. Yet through this adversity, we just those people that continue to really be self-aware, the ones that begin to go within and, and use that self-awareness to be more interdependent in their behavior and their actions and communication are the ones that can adapt and get ahead. Talk about a little bit about like you, you were talking about the disc profiles and how they can, how can they relate to, you know, the rational mindset and how we can actually, you know, perform better, you know, make decisions better and so on. If you could elaborate a little bit more to that, I think that will really illustrate, you know, the, the, the importance of what you were talking about EQ um, as part of, sure. you know, the IQ equation. Yeah. One of the things I talk to my clients about is I'm knowing those things that can trick, you know, your emotional triggers and responses, is a good way to, in, in essence, self-manage. So if I can, a trigger is basically a situation or a event or a person who can put me into that negative emotional state of freeze, fight, or flight. So an event could be, you know, a difficult customer. Situation could be, you know, we lose a big client. A person could be that direct, uh, that customer who's difficult. So, so any a, a situation, event, or person who can set us into an emotional state of freeze, fight, or flight. Knowledge of what those triggers are is a great way to build that self-awareness. Secondly, the emotional uh, response is 
am I a freezer fighter or flighter or some combination of those? So if I can understand those situations, people or events that can set me in that emotional state and what does that emotional state feel like for me, the better I'm going to be able to self-manage through that. So if I know there's a difficult customer who really frustrates me, I know this person can do it, and I know I'm a, I'm a freezer, I shut down when I'm dealing with this, that knowledge can help me in turn solve the problem or try to, to figure out how I can move forward and not allow that person to push me into that freeze mode. So connecting the disc styles, dominant styles are typically fighters, influencers are flighters, steadiness styles are freezers, and compliance styles are freezers, fighters. So what I do with my clients, I help them understand what are the situations, events, and people that can put, put them in that negative emotional state and what does it feel like for you so you can manage through that. Then we work on that together to help deal with those things that can be frustrating and not allowing that to happen. Think about this, Chris. If we, the, the, the important thing about emotional triggers and responses is this. We must prevent the transfer of authority from our rational brain to our emotional brain. What mm-hmm. that means is if we get angry, we can't get unangry. If we allow ourselves to shut down, we cannot immediately get unshut down. So in that moment when we're angry or we're shut down, we're not going to make a good decision. We're not going to be able to solve problems. We're not going to be able to think out of the box. And we may say something we're going to regret later. So this all ties into raising at EQ. The more we can understand our emotional intelligence, the more we're going to know our triggers and responses and better self-manage ourselves during adverse and ambiguous times. Yeah, so, so true. I, I, love, I love what you'd explain there. And, you know, these assessment tools are, are really, really important. And so the key is like, and, in, in you know, you use DISC and I know, you know, DISC is a very common one and there's, you know, others out there too, like, you know, uh, strike finders and so on. And, but mm-hmm. it's so important that companies uh, or any business, regardless of size, really, you know, take, you know, really see this as a foundation to where they are and where they want to go. Uh, a- absolutely. And I, yeah, I'd say something to most in my experience in I spent uh, 22 years, 21 years in corporate America. I've been doing this for 18 years. And my experiences when I was in corporate America, when a consultant came in and did a, a behavioral personality based survey, whether it's this Myers-Briggs or any others, it was basically, hey, here's the four styles. Here's what you are. And don't let the door hit you in a butt when you leave. Yeah. It was like, okay, that's. <laughs> It was like, okay, that's nice. What the hell do I do with it now? I throw it in a garbage can because we're never going to look at it again. That's not how these assessments should be used. It should be really deep dives into those attributes, how we can raise that emotional intelligence. How does this knowledge help us communicate better, both internally and externally? And how through this knowledge can it help us deal with situational dynamics again, such as uh, change, risk, conflict, adversity, and ambiguity. These tools are so robust. And I I, I think, you know, uh, I'm going to say 90% of consultants out there or companies out there are not using these tools uh, to the fullest capability. I I agree. I agree. I agree with you. I know for a fact that a lot of times 
you know, they'll use it as maybe, you know, like maybe as a, an onboarding type situation where they might, yeah. you know, they'll have somebody do a disc profile or the team will do a disc profile and they'll get an idea what each person is. But then, then that's really where it ends. It, 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 exactly. Each person doesn't really understand, you know, at a deeper dive, what that is, what, what, what are some things they can play, you know, play to their strengths in that area or how they can communicate exactly. more effectively to someone that's not a D or not an I or an S. Exactly. Or, yeah. So, you know, exactly. talk about like, what are some of the things that, you know, if an organization has done that before, some things they could do, a, you know, maybe a, a deeper dive to kind of really, because because it, it's so important in establishing the foundation, like you said, because all these other things that you're going to do, if you don't have that foundation, it can't, it doesn't have legs to, to stand on. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, again, I think, you know, team type events and, and using real world situations that a company's facing and and really dig, scratch and claw and understand based on our style dynamics, how are we going to deal with this situation? What are the strengths of our team? What are opportunity areas where we need to improve? How do we need to communicate better based on our respective team dynamics? As I said, I spent 21 or 22 years in corporate America. Um, oftentimes, companies or our company would invest in a team building event. You know, build, let's get, you know, 10 people together and, and let's build a boat or, or let's build, you know, something, you know, they'd have the thing laid out and you'd have to build a boat as a team. I hated those events. Because typically what happened is in disc terms, people may not know enough about the styles yet to connect the dots, but the D's and I's would go build the boat. They dig in, scratch and start doing everything without thinking of a process. The S's and C's would step back and go, what the hell are they doing? (laughs) (laughs) Because they, you know, that's not how they would build the boat. They would take a more, you know, measured approach at this and analyze what we need to do. Each style, I'm not saying the D's and I's are wrong, but it's based on their styles. They're automatically going to take control and the other two styles may step back and not be part of the team. Not that they're bad, it's their styles. I always thought doing a, 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 a team building situation like this, it should have been done, a disc survey or a behavioral sur- survey should have been done prior yeah. to look at what are the strengths of this team and how can we build the best boat as a team? So, I, you know, when I talk about that, limb, uh, that building the cortex muscle, you know, um, I talk about building muscle memory, learning a specific skill. Uh, maybe it's in sales, handling objection, uh, using the three F's, feel, felt, and found as a tool to handle objections. Learn that foundational element master it, build, build that muscle memory for how to handle an objection, then put the people in real-world dynamics where they're actually role-playing or they're hearing these, the, these objections that they're going to facing in a role-play environment. That allows them to not only understand the skill, but hone that skill in during a real-world environment. So you're building muscle, muscle memory, but you're practicing it in a world relevant to you. That's the same thing I would do with this team dynamic by understanding the foundation of our team dynamics and role-playing or problem-solving real-world situations we're facing is going to be a way to make training stick, is going to be a way to connect dots between our team dynamics 
and how we're going to deal with this particular issue head, heads on. So th- does that follow what, what, what I'm saying? Here? Oh, absolutely. 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 And I think it's so, so important that something that, again, like, you know, if you're building a house and you want to build this beautiful home, you know, you're going to take time to excavate the land. You're going to make sure the foundation right. is set right. You're not going to you're not going to rush and start, you know, putting the two by fours up and framing the house and building this beautiful home. And in, in, in the land was not, you know, it's not even, and the foundation's not solid. And, and so it's the same thing here. It, it's, well, you you, want, yeah, you go know, ahead. No, I was going to say take football. You know, a lot of people know football, you know, the beginning of the season, I don't care whether you're a peewee league up into the pros, you practice blocking and tackling the fundamentals, how to block, how to oh, tackle. Yeah how to catch a pass, how to block, tackle, catch a pass over and over and over again. Then once you've learned that, the coach does what? You guys scrimmage as a team. You're essentially practicing blocking, tackling, and, and passing within a real-world environment. What's, what it's like to, to run these plays when there's competition against you. Uh, one of my uh, uh, good friends is a quarterback's coach at Iowa. And what he tells his quarterbacks to do is during the off season, go throw when it's raining, go throw in a rainstorm, yeah. go throw against the wind, go throw into the wind, go throw with the wind. So in other words, you're practicing, practicing the skill, how to throw the pass properly, but you're engaging in real world environments that may happen. We clearly understand this in the sports world, fundamentals, blocking and tackling and scrimmaging. But we don't implement that in, in our business world. Yes. Oftentimes, companies aren't investing in training, number one. Number two, they're not actually under connecting the dots between how this training ties into helping us succeed with these real, real world dynamics. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is the missing thing oh. where people like you come in and, and so true. And I love what you just said there because- it's got to be applied in a real situation. It's kind of like, yeah, that's right. It's not that it's theory in itself, but if, but if you're not actually applying it, and the thing is no one is going to do something they've learned if they're not applying it. So if they're not applying it, they're exactly. not doing it, you know, because exactly. the mind exactly. automatically defaults back to what they, what they know. And if what they know is not working, that's what they're going to continue <laughs> to do and well, until, but- until that trainer comes back in and does it all over again. And you know, this, same thing happens again. Steve, we got about three minutes left, but I want to make sure we, if you want to close out with one minute to sum this up, I want to leave at least the last two minutes so people know where to find you. Yeah, I, again, I want to say, you know, uh, 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 one of the mistakes of leaders or organizations that, that invest in training or development, one, one, they should do it first and foremost. That's mistake number one, not allocating the re- time and resources to do it. The second mistake is assuming that that training is done once, it's, it, it, it's done. We don't, we, we've done it. We don't have to do it anymore. Everyone understands. That's not true. Yes. Training development, uh, effective leadership, that needs, effective leaders instill that every day. They beat home on those fundamentals every day and it, it is it, it's an evolution if you grow transform and evolve your company you don't invest one time and hope it happens that's the, that's the most important thing and again leading through these adverse and ambiguous times um it's imperative that leaders again understand their own styles they understand their their teams and they understand how their teams are going to function under 
uh, every day, yes. especially under duress, under adversity, Absolutely. under change, and under ambiguity. Steve, I want to thank uh, you personally for everything you've shared. You've shared so much wealth of information here today. Thank you. And I want to make sure that people get to reach out to you and get to know you. If you could let the audience know a little bit about where they could find you, uh, anything about where they can get pick up the latest book that you have and any other things that you would like to share with them. Yeah, just if you want to, based on this discussion, if anyone wants to reach out, feel free to email me. My email address is steve at gavatorta.com. That's G-A-V-A-T-O-R-T-A.com. My last name's my domain name. With that said, my website is also www.gavatorta.com. So you can find me there. Uh, feel free to Google me. I have a lot of great content out there. I have a, a, a YouTube site that has a lot of great content. And I just launched my own podcast called Grow, Transform, and Evolve. And you can find my episodes, really, and you can listen to them just about anywhere. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Amazon, Audible. And also you can uh, listen and watch on my YouTube site. Wow. Uh, and then you can purchase my book, In Defense of Adversity, turning your toughest challenges into your greatest success, I'd say the best place to look for that would be Amazon. I have paperback, hardback, uh, audio book uh, as well, too. So, Steve, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here live today. Thank you so much in everything that you do. Audience, we thank you each and every week joining us here the Sustainable Success Way. The show would not be where it's at if it wasn't for you. We will continue each and every week to bring in guests like Steve that to share their not only their their insights and wisdom but their personal experience in ways that could help you to transform and elevate your business and your personal success to the next level. Till then, everyone have a great rest of your day and a weekend and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.